In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Pepsi, Bet Online, and Indeed. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Joined as always by Sean Siegel, my co-host here on Rotoviz Overtime and one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. Sean, uh, a really interesting uh, kind of week ten off action. Lots of different things to talk about. Some unfortunate injuries to you know star players and and some very good performances then by by some of the, the the superstars in the league how was uh week 10 for you good and bad it was an exciting way to finish the ffpc regular season there the 11 week season and now heading into the playoffs you mentioned the injuries the injury to joe burrow pretty devastating i think uh, from both a reality and a fantasy perspective when you have a quarterback like that who's having really historic rookie season and doing it on a team that is not particularly good really carrying the Bengals. we saw what happened uh, when his backup had to go into the game there takes down his owners in game but also you know really hurts tyler boyd really hurts t higgins and uh, there was a lot to be excited about a lot to be thankful for uh, both for the season as a whole and in week 11 we're going to talk a little bit more about our chasing ot team that we drafted on thursday it, it was a little bit disappointing that curtis and i had our undefeated season on our main event team go down the drain and we were clipped at the very edge for the points title uh in part because t higgins uh, for anyone who didn't have a chance to watch that game he had a a 50-yard end zone target and a 33-yard end zone target early on uh, that he was not able to bring in. And then after the injury to Burrow, didn't really score much at that point. So so losing those points was disappointing. Obviously, something that many other owners are dealing with, not complaining about that, just, just disappointed and mostly disappointed for Burrow, who uh, now faces a long path back. I'm sure he'll get back. I'm sure he'll be better than ever and, and really one of the bright stars for the future of the NFL. We wish him luck and, and certainly the Bengals here uh, have been a little bit snake bitten, but it looks like their franchise is in good hands for the long term. Yeah, and I always say this unfortunately, you know, when there's injuries, we think of them as kind of computer game characters are going to come back and they're going to be 100% healthy. Obviously, that's what we hope for Joe Burrow, but when we look at somebody like uh, Carson Wentz and his struggles at the moment, you know, possibly linking those back to when he when he got injured, hurt his knee, and then some of the injuries that have come off the the, the back end of that kind of follow up injuries. But let's hope it's a it's a one hundred percent recovery. You know, as we get to the start of next season or early next season, because um, uh, certainly looking really good in his rookie season. Another quarterback, I guess, we'll touch on his rookie season uh, for the LA Chargers has uh, just been phenomenal. Um, like watching watching these two guys 
play uh, has been has been really fun. Just coming into the NFL, showing no fear, and you know putting the ball downfield as much as as much as possible. You know, not being not being afraid to make those mistakes. They they kind of almost remind me a bit of uh, Andrew Luck's kind of rookie season, where wasn't afraid to take chances and just wanted to try and get get wins on the board. So, um, been been fun as a, a rookie class as a whole. The twenty twenty class has been been really good. I know we've talked about some of the concerns over how the rookie class is going at the running back position but in terms of uh you know wide receiver uh quarterbacks looking really positive for years to come sean today on the show we're going to look a little bit at uh, wide receivers as we most leagues i know i touched on it last week most leagues trade deadline would be usually this this week some some would be last week and some (laughs) possibly even before that but i like to to leave it to a stage in the season where it's kind of teams really know where where the pieces are falling at this point and uh, some wide receivers to buy or potentially sell so i'm going to let you take the floor because obviously it's your kind of your monday piece uh, up on rotoviz.com and uh, obviously there's some there's some star wide receivers to sell and i know one of the names in particular very very uh close close to your heart in terms of players uh, you target at this off season uh, and season long league so i'll let i'll let you take it away yeah, you mentioned the the trade deadline there, and we have a lot of leagues coming up this week, perhaps even next week. If you don't have a trade deadline, which I think is also uh, kind of an interesting option, giving teams a chance to really work throughout the season to uh, make that final push for a title or make their rebuild work. Uh, last week, we saw a number of deadlines for leagues who start the fantasy playoffs in week 12. Uh, there are a variety of reasons that Leagues could do that, either a, a two-week final or perhaps even, say, a two-week final and then a Super Bowl if you're involved in a league that has two divisions. So a lot of fun formats that we have out there. Last week, we talked about playoff rankings for running backs. This column was a little bit of a, a sister column with a slightly different twist in that we were looking at the playoff fortunes for wide receivers, but looking at it even more through sort of a trade lens now one of the cool tools we have up on the site and this one put together by dave caben it's an advanced strength of schedule tool so it's not just looking at how fantasy players have scored at the different positions and what that means in terms of the defensive allowing points but it also looks at the schedule that defenses have faced obviously not every defense is going out there and playing the exact same offense every week if you're playing a bunch of these backup quarterbacks rookie quarterbacks although the rookie quarterbacks have been fantastic if you're having an easier go of it then your defense is going to perform better so it's adjusted for schedule in that sense as well and it gives us a a really good idea of the level of defense that opponents are going to face down the stretch here you can look at it for quarterback for running back for wide receiver for tight end and one of the things that i also like to do is not just look forward but go ahead and look back and try and figure out well are there any receivers are there any running backs who maybe look a little bit better than they've actually been because their matchups have been so good and we pull up the tool for wide receiver the first thing that jumps out at us is that the arizona cardinals have had the easiest schedule at wide receiver through 11 weeks and perhaps that makes us look at deandre hopkins uh in a little different way yeah so hopkins obviously like if we link it to that has had a, a phenomenal season in general but if we look at it in terms of wide receiver one performances he is 60 percent on the season uh, he has the four games then uh, obviously it's easy to work out these percentages when there's 
<laughs> the 10 game sample size but it, it works out that at 40 percent of the time he's uh filling in as a wide receiver tree or better but most wide receivers they'll be kind of a, a little bit more of a balance between them so hopkins is giving you those those big weeks you know 25 points plus on uh, four occasions 23.7 points on another occasion but he does have over the last uh, three weeks sean something that uh, probably would lean into a little bit of concern is the six point game against miami uh, he did finish off with 25.7 points against Buffalo, but if we remember, obviously, the, the Hail Mary play to finish that one off, um, you know, led probably to, you know, close to 14 of those points. So probably falling into that category again based off one play. And I, I know we can say it's a whole game, but those plays are probably not going to happen on a regular occurrence where you're having such, uh, you know, chunk points coming off that one play uh, and then against the Seahawks 10.1 points so uh, still still obviously definitely one of the best wide receivers in the game averaging 18.7 points per game but when we look at that kind of last three games outside of the, the Hail Mary we could be looking at a, a lot different sample I still expect him to have a, a strong finish this season but obviously Kyler Murray's possible shoulder injury as we get more news on that um, you know it's going to could affect it so we've seen kirk uh, get a little bit more usage as well so when we look at it sean are you advising to to move him is it something like it's going to take a brave owner uh, and and most leagues to move on from a deandre hopkins at this point particularly if you're an owner who has deandre hopkins in a dynasty league who is moving towards probably the top end of the 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 division or the top end of the league that they're playing in there's you know with his points they're probably in a pretty good position unless the rest of the rosters in in a bad bad way so how are you approaching this yeah it gets tricky here because if you do have hopkins then like you said there are better chances that you're having a strong season and you may be reluctant to sell into that as you go into this most critical time of the year i really am concerned about how the Cardinals have performed recently, right? We just raved about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I think those guys are both ahead of Murray right now as a passer. He's really been struggling and played poorly against the Seahawks. And one of the things that we're seeing, and I think is pretty frustrating, is those target percentages now are dropping for Hopkins, right? You look at what he did from 2017 to 2019 with the Texans, he was in a situation where he was getting a 33% target share. And one of the possibilities for this 2020 season was that this Arizona offense would be so good that even with a slightly lesser share, he would be more productive. That hasn't been the case in terms of the profile for Watson versus the profile for Kyler Murray there. They have almost the same numbers in terms of passing expected fantasy points and then passing fantasy points over expectations. So even though the Cardinals rank number one in seconds to snap, rank number one in no huddle percentage, uh, both of those in terms of neutral scoring environments, their system hasn't really pushed these Cardinals receivers over the top. And now we're looking at a situation where since the beginning of week four, he had that big three-week start, right? Since the beginning of weeks four, he's down to a 26% target share over these last three weeks where it would have been unmitigated disaster without that Hail Mary that you mentioned. He, he only has a 24-21-21 lead over Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. So between that sort of minor ankle injury and the way defenses are now playing the Cardinals, uh, Murray has not been going to him. He's been letting the opposing defense take Hopkins away, and the Cardinals have been struggling as a result. Now, 
we talked about the schedule best over the first 11 weeks during the fantasy playoffs so looking here at weeks 14 15 and 16 it's got the seventh toughest schedule and so we're going to see this trend potentially get even worse and then you end up going into his age 29 offseason on sort of a down note we think about how this probably shouldn't affect our impression so much we've had some good research on the site using the rotavis screener talking about how the full season numbers give you a better sense than just looking at players who started hot or started you know finished hot or finished cold you know Kenyon drake is the example that we bring up a decent amount of the time talking about how his really big finish last season inflated his adp up in these ungodly levels that you know he had no chance of paying off we want to look at at the full stretch for players but if hopkins goes into his age 29 offseason really having played poorly from a fantasy perspective over the entire second half then you're looking at a player who's going to be much much more difficult to trade so if you have a chance to move hopkins i think even for one of these intriguing rookies then you want to do that even if you're in the mix right now one of the things that's very unfortunate is that t higgins had a fantastic playoff schedule he was just absolutely dominating going into this week 11 game now with the injury to burrow i think that move is off the table so we lose at least one opportunity but i think hopkins is a guy here who makes for an interesting move for gutsy owners now i say that and and at least part of me a very big part of me hopes that i'm wrong hopkins is the wide receiver one on all three of my ffpc main event teams who are now going into the fantasy playoffs and during that 14 through 16 stretch will be you know in the race for the big money so if i could be wrong on this if hopkins could go 30 30 30 over those last three weeks <laughs> and you know that would be the dream scenario for me but i think that one of the things that we want to do is we want to be especially skeptical of players we really like or players that you know we need to do well you know that can blind us maybe to some moves that we should consider 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts and now indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. 
Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, our overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be very different. We've seen that already so far. Pepsi is the way to get ready for game day, no matter how you watch. The NFL is high octane, it's high energy, and of course you need that energy to get you through all four quarters. Maybe you're a Raiders fan, you're watching some of that Derek Carr action. Uh, he's been uh, absolutely dealing the football recently, making shootouts in pretty much every game, but lots of energy needed, uh, and the Raiders could be on their way to the playoffs. But no matter how you watch the game, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. What's up, listeners? This is Curtis Patrick. I just wanted to stop by and say thank you for supporting Rotoviz Radio. You are the absolute best audience in the business, and I know it. As a special thank you, I'm offering 10% off your next Rotoviz subscription. Just use code 2020RVRADIO at checkout. That's right. Go to rotoviz.com, click subscribe, and enter code. 2020-RV-RADIO at checkout for 10% off. You can even extend your subscription. Oh, and one more thing. If you haven't ever done it, please rate and review the podcast you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts. It's really easy. It only takes like 10, 15 seconds. Just do it. We'd love to hear your feedback. Now, back to the show. Sean, another player I just want to touch on uh, in the the possible sell column, uh, player who's obviously had a pretty big season, but something that you post uh, in the article is pretty much it, it has been kind of a roller coaster ride from the first three weeks of the season, pretty solid. But between week four and week ten, uh, Tyler Lockett is the player I'm, I'm talking about has posted five wide receiver three or worse finishes, and then he did have that fifty three point game, obviously, which uh, skews the average points per game. He's sitting at nineteen points per game and then at wide receiver seven on the season so his uh, overall scoring um has been pretty good you know if you look at it by points per game but um there is obviously a concern on on the consistency off that um i think um still a lot of value in tighter locket there's still a lot of buzz around the the seahawks offense um somebody who i still have on quite a quite a few teams um i think i think he's an, a more realistic option to move um you know for most people over hopkins based on both the older player uh, and the the perception around them but lockett is uh, somebody who the strength of schedule also is is not favoring at the moment um you know based on what they've done previously kind of what you laid out versus what's coming up in the future a couple of tough matches coming up with philadelphia the giants gets a plus matchup against the Jets but then has Washington uh, and then a very very tough matchup against the Rams and then finishes off with the 49ers so not not an easy run here coming for the Seahawks over the, the next couple of weeks in the most competitive division uh, in my opinion in the NFL at the moment um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting but based on him uh, based on DK Metcalf's ascension uh, to the wide receiver one on that roster uh, I, th- I think this is one that uh, teams, um, even if you are in contention, makes sense to make that move because uh, it is it is going to be a, a very, very tough finish to the season here for the Seahawks. It is. And like you mentioned, they have that brutal finish to the season where uh, if you look at the fantasy semis, the fantasy finals, they have the toughest schedule, including that week 16 finale against the Rams. And 
you know, the Rams just absolutely shut you down. And so that's not what you're looking for for that fantasy championship game. The other thing that talked about a little bit in the article, and I, I think is really cool to play with uh, if you're a subscriber to the site, the NFL Pace tool that Mike Beers has put together is pretty crazy. It lets you uh, check out all of these different types of stats in terms of pace, in terms of play calling. You can look at it when a team is ahead, when a team is behind. Uh, pull out all these different numbers. You can look at the opponent's pace, so you can try and figure out why a team like the Seahawks that had a 63-37 uh, pass run split through the first 10 weeks. You know, why were they not running more total plays? And one of the problems is that they were having a lot of plays run against them. Their defense was struggling, and so teams were able to control the ball against them. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. You know, I mentioned how uh, Jack Miller has been covering this story uh, with Russell Wilson and how he's been allowed to really take over the game for the Seahawks this year. Uh, Jack's been covering that in his you know, fantastic column strength and numbers there are a lot of things to break down here but the big storyline from week 11 was that seattle kind of went back to their previous way of playing right they lost in week nine they lost in week 10 they were going back against this cardinals team where they had the come from ahead overtime loss in week seven and they appeared to try a different tactic in terms of dealing with that defense now the defense played a little bit better against arizona but they were back to a 50-50 pass run split. Uh, they, If you look at the rankings just for week 11 in terms of seconds to snap, they were dead last. In, you know, anybody who watched that game on Thursday night, which I'm sure many of our listeners did because that's the, the big game there with two of the most exciting teams in the NFL, a lot of fantasy implications. You know, you watched as the Seahawks took the snap clock down to – the last second over and over and over you know as a cardinals fan i thought there were quite a few delays of game that were perhaps not called but either way it was it was right down to the edge the seahawks clearly trying to limit the number of plays in that game are you concerned that this sort of magical development that the seahawks have had in 2020 that's made russell wilson from a reality star into a fantasy super weapon that's made DK Metcalf a player who, you know, we've discussed as the number one overall wide receiver in Dynasty. Is Pete Carroll going to ruin this? Is this going to all go away? Uh, there's always been a concern over, you know, how how much they would like before the season. Obviously, we wanted them to let Russell Wilson pass the ball more, but there has to be a balance. And I'm seeing this with the Packers a lot, you know, not just in terms of real life football. If we're talking about it, but you know, the use of the play play clock, letting the play clock run down pretty much every play. Similarly, it, it, it just isn't probably the smart way to to play you see teams then where you're running out of you know time at the end of games losing these games where you run like the seahawks obviously the plan is let's keep the ball on the offensive side let's not let our defense have to try and make stops because that's not what's <laughs> happening with that defense so there's the concern now that it's going to flip from one way to the other it's all working fine when your offense is scoring on every drive but once you start to decrease in terms of your efficiency and we talked about that like you know the efficiency they were running with through kind of five or six weeks of the season was insane in terms of the number of touchdowns the number of big plays they were hitting luckily like every time russell wilson threw the ball was a, a deep touchdown so that was always going to, to run out a little bit and i think what's probably happened now is just a little bit of regression back to closer to what we've seen in previous seasons so i think we're going to probably like what we've got over the last couple of weeks is going to be similar and we're going to see russell wilson pull a couple of games out of the 
out of the fire here late on as the the season gets close to the end but you know the Seahawks four or five weeks ago it was looking like Russell Wilson was the MVP and this team was destined to to get to the Super Bowl at the moment it looks like it's going to be a a struggle in their division to to win that division based on how the Rams have come on over the last couple of weeks and based on how the Cardinals have been doing obviously uh, they're they're kind of you know close in the division but it's going to be a tough a tough scrap here at the end so things can turn around very quickly in people's fantasy seasons as well as in the nfl some teams might have started off a bit like sean a bit like the the chase no t team that started off uh i think we started off zero and four zero and three i think it was zero and four and three and then we've gone on that run where it's been a winning streak since similarly teams can start off on that winning streak and fall fall back into losing ways and that's kind of unfortunately for the Seahawks fans out there what what seems to be happening at the moment uh, but it, it can turn around just as quick but I think the the Seahawks offense is going to be a little bit more hit or miss the rest of the season than what we've seen through those opening uh, few weeks uh, I guess when we're, we're talking about selling to the star players Sean uh, in the league we need to we need to hit on some of those guys that the, the listeners can go out and buy and uh, there's a guy that you know we've touched on a couple of times on the show and I, every single time I've seen him play I've just got more and more excited with what he can do he's probably not been talked about compared to some of the other wide receivers like like Chase Claypool uh, I, I seen a stat um, on on red zone this week when I was watching it uh, Chase Claypool first wide receiver with 10 touchdowns in 10 games in his rookie season uh, Justin Jefferson had a bit of a quieter game this week for the Vikings but has been sensational CD Lamb with a, an amazing performance with his his kind of back dive and touchdown T Higgins who you've mentioned there's just been so many good rookie wide receivers this year um but Branton Ayuk every time I've seen him play I've just been so impressed whether it's whether it's getting kind of end rounds out of the backfield whether it's you know on, on passing downs he's just so big so physical and, and looks really really impressive and, and you've marked him up as uh, somebody on, on the buy list he is. And, and like you mentioned, with Justin Jefferson and Chase Claypool doing what they're doing, Jefferson, the third most rookie yardage through the first 11 weeks in the last 20 years, Claypool setting the world on fire, scoring all of those touchdowns. It's easy to miss someone like Ayuk, who's also having a very good rookie season. Now, he missed the first game with an injury. Weeks 2 through 11 has averaged 14.5 points per game. To put that in context, that stretch there is the 19th best, tied for the 19th best in rookie scoring in the last 20 years. And some of the players who've scored in the same range, you have a Calvin Ridley, who was one of his comps coming out at 15.2. You have Sammy Watkins, who you know has devolved back into more of a role player. But think about where he was as a top five pick coming out, what he did those first couple years before his legs uh, betrayed him and, and made him just a little bit of a lower caliber athlete than he was at the beginning. You have the two other rookies that you mentioned, Higgins at 14.7, Lamb at 14.5. But you've got some guys like Dwayne Bow at 14.3, Julio Jones, obviously the superstar there at 14. So he's he's in a, a good group now there are some superstars above that you know you have the people like Odell Beckham but you can see how this group has historically developed into uh, a list of players you would want on your dynasty team right we think about these guys from last season being in a similar sort of range and once they get into year two then they really solidify as fantasy foundations and you're not going to be able to get those guys this might be your last time to get Ayuk. he's on the COVID list that's something that you want to keep in mind there he's got the backup quarterback 
that's something you want to keep in mind there. But Ayuk has done this, right? He's averaged 14.5 points per game, despite the fact that 40 of his 57 targets have come from backup QBs. And it's hurt him a little bit more than you might guess, considering how good those numbers are. But he's averaging over 10 adjusted yards per attempt from Garoppolo, but below seven from the other two players. So uh, this is a thing where we want to be both worried about Ayuk in terms of acquiring him specifically for the stretch run at the same time, you know, this might be your last chance to pry him out. I had a league the other day where I traded AJ Brown for Ayuk and a future first a Blair and I had a trade where I traded DJ Moore and Debo Samuel for Higgins and Ayuk. We mentioned the fact that that quarterback injury was sort of devastating for Higgins Cincinnati with the number two wide receiver schedule during the fantasy playoffs but the 49ers have the fourth best and I don't know that you're going to be able to play Ayuk during that stretch because there are some concerns with the virus with the quarterback play but if those things get cleared up in the next couple of weeks there's a potential that he could really go off continue to do what he's been doing perhaps even establish himself as a star on the level of some of these other guys to where number one he helps you win your title this season and then number two he's a maybe even a late second round or early third round dynasty startup pick in 2021 yeah i agree with that i just think he just the, the sky is the limit at the moment with uh, and i think he's just sliding just a little bit under the radar i think over the, the last couple of weeks just with how things are playing out you touched on aj brown there sean uh aj brown and his touchdown uh for for uh the titans this week what a play uh, i hadn't really done much in the game up until that kind of towards the end of the the fourth quarter but man did he uh did he come on strong at the end uh just so so many impressive plays like that and uh you know like him like we've seen a couple of plays from higgins this year as well similar just like out out physically uh, imposing themselves on on their opponents uh, really really impressive uh, i'll let you do a quick pitch as well uh, the other name you have on the list is chris godwin well godwin obviously has uh, deteriorated this year in terms of fantasy performance we can see how he's being targeted much more underneath that doesn't give him the splash plays that he was so successful with last year you want to have some of those vertical targets that allow you to score quickly to get big chunks of yards but when we're looking at players one of the things that i really like to emphasize is the overall talent right we have this player who's still only 24 years old even though he's a fourth year player he broke out with that 276 point performance last season we know what he can do we know what kind of athlete he is we know what role he's had at this offense at times right now he's squeezed by mike evans antonio brown rob Gronkowski. those guys are not going to all be there going forward right the scenario back to a big time Chris Godwin season is not a difficult one to imagine. And unlike some of these other guys, he's got more of a window to accomplish that. As a 24 year old, it doesn't have to happen next week for this trade to pay off for you, but it could. Right? We saw Tom Brady actually play okay last night, had a couple of bad interceptions, including the, the interception at the end. The Buccaneers go down. That can make it a little bit harder to see the fact that there were some, some big positives in that game. Brady's had a number of games with 35 or more points, three of those, four with 17 or fewer, but the schedule has been difficult and that opens up, right? The Bucks have the fifth best 
fantasy playoff schedule so if we're looking at this split and we're thinking okay well evans is going to get his antonio brown emerging you know you might get the touchdown vulture from uh gronkowski there if we have a much bigger pie if tom brady has one of these 35 40 point performances during this stretch then there is room for godwin to also score so we can see things opening up we have a more favorable scoring environment so again this is a situation where you can win your fantasy playoffs You've got a guy who maybe you acquired at his very low point. I don't think Chris Godwin is going to be this inexpensive again for four or five years, right? 24-year-old, he's going to, he's dropped now because three different injuries this year, right? Not just one or two, but three different ones. He's come back from all of those. He looked solid in the game last night. I don't think he's this inexpensive until he gets to around where DeAndre Hopkins is, that 28, 29, 30 range. If you buy now, you can own for three years and then sell again before he starts on that decline. And so uh, this is another one where we're betting on overall talent, we're betting on schedule, and we're just really trying to buy low. Yeah, and I, I think as well, like if you're a team that maybe isn't in the playoff picture, you've mentioned here in the article as well, but, you know, maybe somebody is uh, a little bit afraid, you know, with the production they're getting from them and they need, they're heading to the playoffs, they need some right now production and th- that can be a great way to, to try and get that uh, kickstart to your 2021 season by getting Chris Godwin onto those rosters. Uh, you've also lined out, Sean, the top 50 and the... Uh, piece as well for buy sell and hold um and you have it done by uh, you know ppr efficiency uh, and also if you would be obviously buying selling or holding i would highly recommend the, the listeners go out and dive into those a player that you've marked as selling as well as somebody who had a monster game this past week is adam thielen i think if you were looking for your sell now window i think this is uh, really really prime territory to, to go and do that but um it's a really really good piece from sean as always and i would recommend to head on over to the website and check that out as always you can get yourself a 10 percent discount to a road of his nfl pass by applying the code 2020 rv radio at checkout or by going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information uh, as always give us a written and review on your favorite podcast app it does help us out here a lot um, and as always we'll be looking for those suggestions uh, for our second show of the week for some of those topics uh, some of the the recommendations that you're sending in we'll be following up with those on thursday's show you can send them to me at overtime ireland or you can send them to rotavizradio at gmail.com we'll be back on thursday with another podcast we'll be doing uh, some of the, the recommendations from the listeners we'll be covering a number of different fantasy football topics and maybe even giving out some of the stuff uh, with the week that is in it some stuff that we are thankful for so until we're back on thursday with another podcast of course have a good one thank you for listening to overtime on road of his radio please rate and review the road of his radio podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast app you can contact us via email at road of his radio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at road of his radio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to road of his with a discount through the road of his radio homepage road of forward slash podcast Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this season, but you can still bet on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you have every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager on than anywhere else. You can still get in on their great bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division championships, and futures. It's all to play for as we get down to the closing stages of the NFL season. 
Head on over to Bet Online today to take advantage of those great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.